Hi, you're listening to Speech at Home, a podcast that offers tips and ideas for parents of children with speech and language disorders. I'm your host, Danica Federi, and I'm a speech and language pathologist. You're listening to episode three, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to make practicing articulation more fun at home. So for those of you who might not know, if your child has an articulation or phonological disorder, this means they're practicing their speech sounds. So I'm not sure if you've listened to the last episode, but I kind of talked about how it's really easy for kids to get bored or stressed or just lose interest when you're practicing articulation. This is because, usually because we are having them produce the same sounds and words, and if those sounds are really hard for them to produce, it can become really stressful. So I just wanted to talk about some of my favorite ways that I practice articulation in therapy sessions, which are really simple, easy things that you guys can do at home too. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is something I mentioned in my last episode, and this is Teachers Paid Teachers. So if you haven't been on the website yet, I highly recommend it. Um, This is a website that I usually go to if I didn't have time to prep something, or even if I do have time to prep, just because there are so many fun activities on there. So if your child, for example, is practicing an S sound, you could just go onto the website and type S articulation activity or worksheet or game, and there's a bunch of things that you can just download for free. And there's some things that you can pay for, but they're usually pretty cheap. So these are things you can download onto your computer and print and use at home. And there's so much content on there, and people are constantly uploading new new content too. So there is like everything on there. For example, if you wanted to do a seasonal activity, Valentine's Day is coming up. So if you just type in Valentine's articulation activity, I'm sure you'll find a bunch of things that you guys can do at home that'll be Valentine's Day themed. So it's really cool because you can really search specific things on there and almost all the time things that I'm looking for come up when I search them. So if you haven't done that, you should try it because there's a lot of fun things. And when I use the worksheets or activities or games in my therapy sessions, the kids are usually really into it. So um, a lot of kids find these things really fun. So if you haven't looked at it yet, I highly recommend that. Another way I like to practice articulation is through games. So just about any turn-taking game works really well. And some of my favorite ones to use are board games. So the ones that have spinners or dice, games like that. I also like games like Operation or Pop the Pig or... Jumping Jack, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of these ones, but they're just the ones where you take turns doing things like putting a hamburger in the pig's mouth or putting a carrot into the rabbit's grass area. (laughs) It's hard to describe. But things like that or card games, those are some of my favorite ones too, and I'll kind of talk about how I use those to practice articulation. So first of all, with board games, the games that usually come with spinners or dice, I really like these because it's super easy to practice and get articulation drills in using these kinds of games. So usually when I play these games in therapy, I have a sheet of words that they're practicing. For example, if they're working on the S sound, I'll have a sheet with a bunch of words that start or end 
or have S in the middle, depending on what their goal is. And then every time they take a turn, depending on where they land on the spinner or what number they roll on the dice, that's how many times I make them say the word. So for example, if we're playing shoots and ladders and they spin and land on a five, I have them pick a word. So if they're practicing S, they might say sit, and then I'll have them produce it five times. So every time they hop on a different tile, they say sit until they get to the tile they're at. Or you could even have them produce it five times in the beginning and then move their piece. It all depends on your kid and he, you know them best. So you just go with whatever you think is right. And for games like Pop the Pig or any other turn-taking games like Operation, I like to use these games more as a reinforcer. So depending on how interested your child is, you can have them uh, take a turn after every time they produce one word or every time they produce three words or every time they produce a word in a sentence. It really depends on what level they're at. And if you see them losing interest, then I would kind of take it down a little bit and have them take their turn after every word they say. That way it can kind of keep their interest in the game. And when I play games in therapy like this, a lot of kids don't even realize that they are practicing their speech. As far as card games, you can buy articulation cards at the store, but these can get a little pricey. So something that you can do is, like I said, on Teachers Pay Teachers, or I'm sure you can even search it on Google. You could type in whatever sound they're working on. So the example I keep using, if they're working on their S sounds, you can just type into Google S articulation flashcards. And then you can print those out, and then you can either play matching with it, you can do Go Fish, you can do any kind of any kind of card game you guys like to do. I really like Go Fish because it gets a lot of productions in, and so does matching. And then every time, for example, if you do matching, every time they flip over the card, you make them say the word. And since you don't usually get a match on your turn, they usually end up producing those words multiple times. So that's how I like to do card games. And yeah, so that's how I use board games, other turn-taking games, and card games in speech sessions. And they're just really simple ways that keep the kids' interest, and they're simple things that you can do at home as well. I hope you're able to learn something from this episode. I plan on having this podcast out every Friday, so listen in next week if you want to hear about how I use simple toys like blocks and bubbles to elicit language from children who don't have many words. So if your child doesn't have much language, that would be a great episode for you. And thanks again for listening to Speech at Home.